You're listening to Uprooted, the podcast from the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. I'm Josh Wise. Last week, the Trump administration took action to roll back the Clean Power Plan and implement its uh, own version, or lack thereof, called the Affordable Clean Energy Rule. And here to talk with me about it is Tara Ritter. Tara, uh, let's start at the top. What is the Affordable Clean Energy Rule? So like you just said, Josh, it's the replacement for the Clean Power Plan. Um, That was a landmark climate rule that was rolled out by the Obama administration in 2015. Back then, a couple dozen states sued over the Clean Power Plan. They said it was a case of government overreach. Uh, So the Clean Power Plan was stayed or kind of put on hold in the courts. Uh, So the Affordable Clean Energy Rule or the ACE rule is the Trump administration's basically replacement for the Clean Power Plan. Um, There are a ton of differences between the ACE rule and the Clean Power Plan, but really it's it's about the the stringency. Um, The Clean Power Plan was proposing to reduce carbon dioxide emissions from power plants to 32% below 2005 levels um, by 2030. So in contrast, the ACE rule gives states way more leeway to decide what they want to do and also gives them the option to do nothing at all. Uh, And so because of that, it's projected um, to reduce carbon dioxide levels by about 12 times less than the Clean Power Plan would have. And so that's pretty significant. Um, Boiling it down, the biggest difference is that the ACE rule just asks coal-fired power plants to run more efficiently if they want. Um, it's, it's really an attempt to prop up the coal industry. Uh, the Clean Power Plan was trying to reduce coal um, in the mix of energy sources. It was really um, pushing investing more in solar, wind, natural gas, nuclear. Um, the ACE rule is really a way to kind of artificially keep coal in the energy mix. Right. And so the Clean Power Plan um, was the Obama administration's response to the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, which uh, Donald Trump pulled the U.S. out of. The, the Trump administration has obviously been, you know, pretty cozy with the coal industry. What, what was their rhetoric for replacing the Clean Power Plan? Why did they say they wanted to do it? Uh, Well, they had to. So it wasn't, I don't think it was that they wanted to, um, but rather they had to. Uh, The EPA has an obligation to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants um, under the Clean Air Act. Um, There were also a couple of Supreme Court rulings um, that recognized the EPA's authority to regulate climate emissions. Um, I think it was about a decade ago that greenhouse gases uh, were determined in the courts to be a threat to public health. Um, so there was a determination that the EPA had the authority to regulate them. So really, um, there had to be a replacement. Um, the thing about the ACE rule being rolled out, though, is that the EPA realizes that um, it's probably going to be sued over this rule in court, whether it's by environmental groups or states. Um, so they know it's going to take several years for things to shake out. Um, plus, the rule is so weak, it doesn't really require states to do much at all if they don't want to. So this really seems like a way uh, to replace the clean power plan, um, really while delaying action for as long as possible. So it, while the the rule is um, working its way through the courts, there's no regulation, or I mean, none of the regulations go into effect. Is that essentially yeah. the case? Yeah. yeah. You've written a, uh, quite a bit on how 
the clean power plan would have affected rural areas. What is the effect going to be? Yeah, so there's a lot here. Uh, Depending on how states choose to implement the plan, it has potential to result in more pollution uh, than there would have been if there'd been no policy at all. Uh, This is because the clean power plan would have led to the retirement of a lot of coal plants. um, And the ACE rule probably will keep a lot of them in operation, even if some of them do start to operate a little bit more efficiently. Um, Coal plants, uh, they release a whole bunch of pollutants um, beyond greenhouse gases. So sulfur dioxide, nitrogen oxide, even mercury. Um, So those lead to things like acid rain environmentally, um, but also respiratory disease, lung disease, um, asthma rates go up. Uh, Those impacts could cause, or they could cost billions of dollars to fix. um, And from a public health standpoint, that's it's really not good. Uh, and it'll specifically hit rural communities if you think about where coal-fired power plants are sited. Um, rural communities, also poor communities and minority communities, they're going to be the ones bearing the brunt of these public health impacts of the pollutants that uh, coal-fired power plants are releasing. Uh, also, the EPA itself uh, did some research that said the ACE rule could lead to as many as 1,400 premature deaths annually which is a lot. Uh, and that's, again, from these, these coal pollutants, these public health impacts. Wow. So that's the public health side of things. Uh, there's more than that too, though. So um, if we think about jobs, uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty counterintuitive plan. Uh, clean energy jobs are on the rise. Um, and since most large-scale wind and solar are going to be in rural America, again, because of space, um, clean energy jobs truly are an investment in rural Uh, In 2020, it's estimated that we'll have about half a million people working in wind and solar in the U.S. Uh, And in comparison, the coal industry employed just over 75,000 people in the U.S. in 2014. And that's continuing to go down. So this is really propping up a handful of jobs rather than investing in thousands of additional ones uh, in rural America. So that's a, that's a tough impact as well. Right. Well, and it, you know, it seems like the industry is sort of headed in this direction regardless of what the rule is, but does, does the rule, is it, is it going to change what industry has decided to do? Um, you know, how could it, how, how could it affect the trend that's already happening? Yeah. Uh, the coal industry is, kind of in trouble no matter what. Uh, and I, I think they know that on some level. Uh, if you think about just the market overall, natural gas is cheap. Um, we've had a fracking boom that has led to that uh, and renewables are getting cheaper and cheaper as the technology advances. Uh, and then if you figure the cost of climate impacts in, um, coal's really not competitive um, from a cost perspective with clean energy. Uh, and two, um, even without any sort of rules, Coal has dropped from about half of U.S. energy in 2008 to about a third uh, in 2017. So that's a huge reduction over a decade, regardless of any policy at all. So base rule ultimately can't change the market. That's what I would say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, that does make sense. But it does seem like it'll make the transition a, a bit slower than it Yeah, it otherwise. could definitely throw a wrench in. Right now, uh, there there is technically no rule in place. So the EPA kind of has the authority to enforce or not enforce. And uh, my guess is that they're not enforcing very much under this administration, right? Yeah, I think the ACE rule is really a way to say they're doing something without doing much. Uh, 
the mandates, and there really aren't any mandates. They're, they're asking coal plants to operate more efficiently, but ultimately states can seek exemptions to not do anything. So it's, it's an interesting situation. Right. Well, and it, you know, um, because of course we're so politically polarized, um, there are some states that absolutely want those exemptions, but then there are a lot of states who want to go in the other direction and, and really supported the clean power plan and they're moving on their own. So what are those states doing? For sure. Um, I will say that um, there was a lot of criticism of the clean power plan even um, for not going far enough. Uh, lots of states, um, even states in opposition to the clean power plan were on track to meet their clean power plan mandates anyway. Uh, Minnesota was one of those. We were going to surpass our goals set out in the clean power plan kind of no matter what. Um, so there's that, there's that trajectory. Um, but even since the ACE rule has been rolled out, um, I think 14 states and maybe more since I last checked, uh, they already released a statement opposing the ACE rule and saying that they're gonna move ahead with clean energy goals anyway. Um, so the ACE rule certainly doesn't stop states from going further. And I think many will, even if not intentionally, um, just based on the market. So. Um, also, like I mentioned before, probably a few states and other groups will sue over the rule. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that front. Right. All right. So the ACE rule has been uh, released. Um, what is the next step now? Well, there is a 60-day comment period. Uh, that'll go till about mid-October. Uh, so encouraging folks to leave a comment. Um, we'll see how, how seriously those comments are taken, but there is the space to leave them. Um, and, you know, I'd also add that this is just one of many of the administration's moves to undermine climate action overall. Um, the administration's already rolled back plans to raise fuel efficiency standards for cars. Um, transportation's the second largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions after the power sector, so that's huge. Um, ag's the third biggest emitter. Um, we're in the farm bill fight right now, so we'll see how climate-friendly ag programs fare on that front. Um, so we, we really need to keep an eye on the whole big picture. This ACE rule is a big hit, but there's way more than that coming out of this administration. So there's a positive note to end on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure you'll be following it all very closely. Well, Tara, thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast today. Yep. Thanks, Josh. You've been listening to Uprooted, the podcast from the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. For more on what you heard on today's program, including to read Tara's blog um, and find the link to where you can comment on the EPA's proposed rule, you can visit our website at www.iatp.org. I want to thank Andrew Risso for editing the podcast today and remind you that Uprooted is available for download on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get podcasts. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. Thanks for listening.